This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Jody Vanson for Simi Sarah. You may remember back in September, Justice Christine Badouin uh, ruled that the federal government's medically assisted dying law was too restrictive. Under the 2016 legislation that passed uh, by the Liberals for a person with uh, to be eligible for a medically assisted death, the patient's death must be reasonably foreseeable, and I've got air quotes up on that. Um, a number of months back, I had the great privilege, uh, the BC Care Providers Association invited me to moderate a discussion, a difficult discussion about medical assistance in dying or MAID. And one of the panelists that I had the opportunity to talk with is joining me on the line. Patty Rodney, the Associate Professor at the UBC School of Nursing, is with us. Patty, thank you for taking some time for us today. Good afternoon, Jody. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Can you give our listener just an idea of where we are currently with regard to MAID in British Columbia and where we may be headed? Well, it's, it's a good question, um, and uh, I think that there's been a lot of careful thinking on the part of policymakers, the courts, and healthcare providers, and indeed citizens across the country about this. Um, one of the things to say is that there has been ongoing uh, work to look at the research that's involved in understanding why people request made, how best to support them, and so forth, and that. Uh, created a report that came out from the uh, federal government um, in December of 2018. It was a report that reviewed the evidence of what we know and don't know, including looking at other jurisdictions. And my background's not in law, but I understand that in the interim, since that report came out in 2018, there have been a number of court cases uh, and um, court reviews that have also looked at uh, whether people are uh, getting the kind of access uh, to MAID that they desire, what sort of safeguards are in place, and so forth. So that, I think the best way to put it is that as Canadians, we're still uh, seeing this as an important question and still somewhat in terms of what's being authorized or not is a bit of a moving target. Now, Patty, one of the things that I found so fascinating being on the panel with you was your perspective as um, a lifelong nurse. I mean, you yes. have sat in that seat next to somebody struggling at end of life. Yes. And, and trying to, because it's a very polarizing issue. It, it made, you can bring up the discussion and think that everybody would say, oh, to each their own. But no, there are so many pieces to this. Uh, where, where, where does government come into play on this topic? Right, right. Well, well thank you uh, for a really thoughtful question. Um, I think that one of the things about looking at MAID is it's also important to understand whether Canadians, the population, are getting the kind of access to good palliative care when they are actively dying. In other words, um, Canadians, any individuals, need the opportunity to have appropriate symptom management, grief counseling, support for their families, uh, whether they choose to uh, die what we might consider more of a natural death or whether they choose made. And that access to palliative care um, and other related health care services is a crucial part of it so that made doesn't become a default. Right, because there are people that might say, I can't afford to have my aging parent with Alzheimer's late stages in, in a facility that's $10,000 a month, so we'll opt for MAID. 
Yes. So I think the the concern is that this has to be an autonomous choice where people have other options, both the individual who wants to request mate or who's considering it or facing death, and also their family then needs a significant level of support. We are with... uh, um uh, Patty Rodney, who's Associate Professor, UBC School of Nursing, and I specifically wanted to ask you, Patty, about these online consultations that begin today are very important because Canadians are going to be specifically asked questions about MAID. Uh, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on um, the prospect of changing the standard 10-day reflection period? Yes, well, that, that's something that I have to confess I don't have a lot of background in or haven't spent a great deal of time to, to be able to think about it because it has newly emerged. Um, and I think that one of the questions that, um, that I know the courts are looking at and that healthcare providers will look at is what is the experience of people when they are in that waiting period? What does it do to the, um, the certainty or the lack of certainty around their decision? their decision, what supports do they need, what support do their families need. And I think that my understanding of how MAID has evolved is it's a very deep respect, reflecting a very deep respect for the autonomy of individuals, their right to choose, um, making sure that they're informed and that they're well supported. And so uh, I think that if the interval changes, it's also going to be um, up to us as healthcare providers, researchers, to make sure that those changes are also evaluated from a research standpoint. Patty, I really do appreciate your perspective today. Thank you so much for tackling this difficult subject with us. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Best wishes.